I shouldn't forget my purpose for creation. I should continue helping people and impacting people's life. Mm-hmm. Remember to bless people. And I think that's mm-hmm. the best advice I've ever gotten from anybody. Mm, I think that's some of the best advice I've ever gotten. But I, too. I carry that <laughs> advice everywhere I go to. I want to make sure I do something positive to people. I'm proving to them that we are not just women, but we are capable of achieving what we want to achieve. Hello everyone, my name is Vessel Golden. You're watching hashtag VastTV. Comment, thumbs up, share, and subscribe. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? If you hear my voice, you know what that means. It's time for all the tea right here on Verse TV. We have a special, special interview today. You know, sitting in with us right hot off the press, right? Right hot off, you know, letting the world know. How, how amazing this woman is. Ladies and gentlemen, in the building today, we have someone very special, runner-up, second runner-up right now, Miss Trans Global. Talk to me. Talk to me. Let the people know who you are. Let them know. Tell them, tell them who you are, first of all. Tell them your name, because ladies and gentlemen, this not, she doesn't just look golden, but her name is golden. Talk to me. Tell them who you are <laughs> and where you're coming from right now. Uh, my name is Vissa Golden. I'm a transgender woman from Nigeria, Nigeria, Ghana. <laughs> yes, I'm from Nigeria. I'm from Nigeria and Ghana. I live in Madrid, Spain, and um, Madrid, Spain. I'm an advocate. Yes, I'm an advocate. I try to advocate for the rights and visibility of the transgender community in Africa. And you're doing a very great job of it, by the way. We saw some of your footage from uh, Miss Trans Global. First of all, congratulations. You know, Thank congratulations you so much. to you. You're doing an amazing job. Just seeing your videos and following your, your journey up until now with the whole competition has been amazing. Seeing you blossom and bloom in front of the world. And um, it's, it's just so great to be here in this moment with you and just to be able to share, you know, a couple minutes of your time with you during this time. Um, so you're a singer, you're a model, you do makeup, you're an artist, you're an activist. So before we dig into your civil rights activism for our LGBT community, can you tell us about your singing and your modeling and and, and your makeup, can, can you tell us a little bit about that? I, I, never, I, I never learned about makeup or singing professionally. It's like a talent. I grew up doing makeup. I grew up singing in the church. So I've always been singing, and I stopped at some point when I left the church. And when I got to Netherlands, I joined the music band, and I started singing again. I've always been a makeup artist. I love doing makeup. I love creating looks for people. It's something I find joy and doing nice and and look look at look at you now yes. <laughs> you're doing it you know so can you tell us the origin of your yes, name look at so me golden, now. you know look at you now right see come on and you're winning you're out yeah. here um, so you, <laughs> right yeah. can you tell us the origin of your of your name because you also have a youtube page vessel golden where our viewers want to learn more about your youtube page so can you tell us the origin yeah. of your name mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, so, I have, origin, I, yeah, so what's your name? I had a very long yeah. name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I had a very long name. I'm, a, I'm from Nigeria, a Delta, from Delta State in Nigeria. So my name, my full name is Aguveso. That's my dad's name. 
Professor Golden Uke. Okay. Uke means gift, and Golden is my English name. That's a Golden gift, and then Agubes is my dad's name. And I felt being trans, I'm from a well-known family, I didn't want to associate them too much into my life. Mm-hmm. And people go to look for my parents for interviews and all that. So I, I cut off the Agu vessel and I just took vessel, the end of the name. Nice. So you put them together. Yeah, yeah and oh, I put them together, that. vessel golden. <laughs> Sounding bright like a diamond, golden like Oh, man, that's amazing. Um, super Thank dope. You. I, you're welcome. And I think the name of who you choose and how you become is so important. So it tells a lot about it tells a lot about you. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, thank you for that. So you have done and won many pageants and you are Miss Trans Star Ghana. Also, you know, as of today, second runner up in Miss Trans Global. <laughs> <laughs> um, also you were the first trans yes. woman able right? Come on, you gotta give props. You know, you gotta stay on that high because it's a big accomplishment what you did today. <laughs> You got to understand that. So also you participate, you were the first trans woman able to participate in cis woman pageant in Ghana. How did that make you feel? Yeah. How did that make I, you feel? I, I, I felt so honored. That makes me, I think that's my best achievement to compete with six gender ladies on stage and still give them a strong competition. That was my best <laughs> achievement. Yes, because in the competition, when I hear the judges tell them, when we are in Rialzes or we're having a meeting, when I hear the judges tell them we would have crowned Vessel Golden, the only problem is she's a trans and she can't represent us in the international beauty pageant. Anytime they make that comment to wow. the girls, I always felt I'm proving to them that we are not just women, but we are capable of achieving what we want to achieve. That's my Absolutely. best, greatest achievement competing on that stage. I, pageantry for me, I think it's, it's the best part of my life, being able to be on stage share my views, able to to fight for a worthy cause, it's the best achievement I could ever dream of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And you continue to do that every day with everything you do. So remember, the fight's never over. You're definitely on that journey yes. of making it happen. See, you're raising positive visibility in our LGBT community, which is very important. You also believe strongly in educating people about community, the sense of community, right, about our community. What three things do you feel are most important for all humans to know about trans humans? So anyone that's trans, what do you think that, if you're trans, what do you think that any human should know about a trans? Three things people should know about trans humans. What everybody should know about us is we are humans, we are created by God, and we are women. We are not mm-hmm. men dressed in women's clothes. Surgery does not define a transgender woman. Hormone drugs does not define us. Mm-hmm. The moment that somebody feels as a woman, identifies as a woman, they deserve to be respected as a woman. The world has to understanding that first. And people start treating us like um, we are some sort of fantasy. We live in a, in a dream world. They should start understanding mm-hmm. that we are human beings created by God and we deserve to be respected as women. Amen to you. Oh, you better preach. I'm about to pass around a collection pot because that was so good. And I think that's very important that some people need to hear that. So shout out to you. Yes. Yes. So at this juncture in the LGBT community, all of us have our own unique journeys to self-realization, then acceptance. So how did you start to realize that something was different about yourself? Okay. Growing up, I played with the girls. I, I had baby dolls. I made the hair for my sister. I made my mom's hair. I, I would play with the girls always. Till I got to about nine or 10, 
That's mm-hmm. when I started realizing, okay, I had a different body. There was something between my legs that looked different from my friends. Mm-hmm. And when I got to 12, 11, 12, the girls were growing boobs and I was not growing boobs. That's when it wow, dawned on me that yet. <laughs> Something's different There's so here. many things wrong with my body. Right. I felt like a woman and uh-huh. I, I identified as a woman, but I didn't look like one physically. So I left in that. I, I, was living, yeah, I was living in that misery. I was living in that misery to the point of praying to God before I go to bed. I pray and say, I want to wake up and I have my genitals changed. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm a woman in the morning. I had that wish for a long time. But I'll sleep and wake up and my prayers were not answered. Mm. And I lived like that till secondary school. And mm. when I got to secondary school, I would sneak into school with heels and skirt under my luggages and the weed, and I was performing in school because I went to an all boys school. So I was the wow. only girl in the school. <gasps> I performed as a girl in school, had fun till. <laughs> wow, you said I'm here. Yeah, till I was about. I'm here. We're doing 16? this. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So when I was about 16, that was when a friend showed me a video of Miss International Queen and told me they were all trans girls. They were transgender. They were male, transition to female. That's when I first heard about. Mm the word transitioning and never heard about it. So mm-hmm. I started hoping that one day I would realize my dream. Then I left Nigeria to Ghana. I selected myself from my family and then I started living my life. Mm. Oh, wow. And, and that's such an inspiration. So I'm going to ask you the next question, okay? Yes. Um, so did you ever initially, you know, fight yeah. being who you was back then or when did you accept the reality of like hey this is who i am and you know what helped you say hey i'm finally this is who i am was it the competition that you saw what what, what helped you say this is me i'm gonna accept it i'm leaving okay even after seeing the competition with friends around me i accepted myself 40 percent because i was a youth leader mm. i was a i was in a choir i was a very very Christian brought up child. I, I come from an Anglican family. So at some point, mm-hmm. I, fasted and, I also fasted and prayed. I felt I was possessed. It was an evil spirit. Because mm-hmm. when you go to church, they made you understand. Yeah, in church, they make, in African churches, they, they, they interpret the Bible to make you understand you're demonic. You're wow. possessed. You could be healed by prayers. Yeah, wow. So I went on the fasting and prayer, trying to get delivered. I would cry and pray and ask God for a change. Even to the extent of getting girlfriends, having sex with a lot of girls, trying to see if I could straighten up myself and be the son my father wanted to have. But at some point, you, re- you come to the realization that there's nothing to be changed about you because you're not wrong. You can't change what is already there. That's how God created you. He didn't make, a, he didn't make any mistake creating you. So why pray for him to change the perfect creation he already made? When, mm. I, got, when I came to that realization, that's when I accepted myself and I started living my life. Praise Amen the Lord. Lord. <laughs> Amen to you. You took me there. Wow. That was... <laughs> this is just super dope. Super amazing. Yeah, you took me there with that one. That was super dope. Like, like I said, I think that you're dropping some amazing gems that people need to hear, um, especially coming from another country because, you know, being in America, you see things one way. You know, you're used to things being one way. But when you hear it from someone who experiences it firsthand in a totally different way, it makes things live a little bit more, you know. So, you know, thank you for being brave and uh, sharing your story and, you know, putting it out there because there's a lot of people that, you know, really need this. So I have two little quick things, and then we're going to go to our little quick little questions we ask everybody. So to wrap up this part of it, what's the best advice that you've ever received? 
the best advice I've ever received was the advice from my dad before he mm -hmm. passed away. Mm -hmm. When I came out as trans, he didn't understand what transitioning was. He was complaining because my uncle showed him the videos and the interviews and he was complaining, what have I done to myself? And after a few weeks, I mean, a month or two months, I think he felt I was human. I was still his child. He didn't love me less, lesser than he loved me when I was younger. So he told me I should, I should live my life, but not to please people. I shouldn't forget, no matter who I want to become in life, I shouldn't forget my purpose for creation. I should continue helping people and impacting people's life. Mm -hmm. Remember to bless people. And I think that's mm -hmm. the best advice I've ever gotten from anybody. Mm, I think that's some of the best advice I've ever gotten. But I, too. I carry that <laughs> advice everywhere I go to. I want to make sure I do something positive to people. Mm. Selfless. It's not about me. You know, I want, I want to impact people's lives. That's amazing. That's super dope. And with that, we're going to end this part with a quote that you said today. Um, you said this, Ghana has a lot of gold and gold goes through fire to become beautiful. You wore the red dress and the gown to symbolize yes. you coming through the fire of persecution and coming out beautifully refined. Talk about that. That was amazing. What were you thinking? Like, where yes. that come when, from? What was that? When, they, when they told us to talk about our gown mm -hmm. and I picked my gown, it was a fiery red color. I, when I held the gown, I remembered the frustration. When I wore my gown to catwalk, I remember the frustration. I was that kid that people always called, um, there's this funny name they call you in Africa, in Nigeria, woman rapper, woman cloth. It means like, you're a female dress. You're a man mm. in a female dress. They call mm. you, in Ghana, they call you kojobesia, man, woman. It's so painful. So I remember those insults, those dark times I had where I would get my, I would lock up myself in the house. Even, there was even times I attempted suicide. The only thing that pulled me through was when I stand in the mirror, I always tell myself, you're beautiful, you're strong, and there's nobody like you. When I, when I wore my gown, I just remembered the frustration where people told me, you can't make it, you can, you can never become a queen. You can't be a woman, you can't, be, you can't be there, and I'm wearing it today, I'm being a proud woman. It brought back those memories. And those memories were what led me to write, just give out the statement about my gown. That's so. Yes. I don't know <laughs> you like that, difficult. but I'm so proud of you. So proud Thank of you. Thank you. To, whoa, that's a lot to unpack, you know, that's a lot. Um, but you continue to, you know, open up and drop things that are super, you know, amazing. So, yes, that concludes the first part of our interview. So now we're almost done. I know you got a lot going on. You got to run back to the stage and all this amazing mm -hmm. stuff. So we're going to keep it moving. Um, so this, there are five questions that we asked everybody. So the first question is this. If you had all the money, power necessarily, or um, money or power necessary, excuse me, how, what would you do or change that you feel will be most beneficial for the LGBTQ community? If I had all the money and power, mm -hmm. the first thing I would do is to build a house, a big community house for my LGBT brothers and sisters. Because especially in Ghana and Nigeria, we get this own. 95% of LGBT people who come out as trans, gays, lesbians, mm -hmm. immediately get disowned by the family. So if I'm able to 95%. build a facility, yeah, to get disowned wow. when they come out as trans, gay, especially as transgender. You get disowned from your, from your family. So if I could become homeless and jobless at that point without education, 
So if I get this opportunity, I would want to build a house, like a community, where they would come and stay for a period of time, learn a trade, and start up something for themselves. Mm. Mm. Very smart. Because once you know a trade, you can, it's like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You, you take them that trade, teach them what to do, then they can feed themselves. So, right, absolutely. That's a great answer. Yeah. There's no right or wrong answer, but that's a great answer. Um, so question number two is this. It starts with a quote, and then I'll give you the question. The quote is this. Ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me, what am I living for? In detail, ask me, what do I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for? And that's a quote by Thomas Morton. So the question is this, what is your goal in life and what is slowing you down from achieving that goal? My, my biggest goal in life is to be somebody who would be respected by all the LGBT community. I want to be a woman when I step into seminars, conferences, talk shows. I want to be acknowledged. I want to be able to inspire people. That is what I want to become. I think that's why I started pursuing pageantry because it creates that platform to be able to amplify my voice and inspire more people. What, is slowing, what was slowing me down from it was living in Africa. But moving out of Africa, I don't think I have anything slowing me down from achieving my dreams. Trains on the go. Got it. <laughs> Trains yes. going. Let's go. Got it. Um, and so question number three is this. This is my favorite question, actually. What is your deepest tea? I something that you've never shared on social media before, but something that you're willing to share with us. Mm. Oh, <laughs> okay. There's this, there's this one thing I was willing to talk about on my YouTube channel, which is I've been a, I've been a victim of rape, mm. which I've never told anybody. The only person who knew about it was my best friend because she was with me when it happened. She was... She was with so me sorry to hear that. during that Damn. period. Yeah, so she only knew about it, and it has been a secret within both of us for the past two, to almost three years. We didn't tell anybody. And the mm. reason we didn't tell anybody was because I was living in Ghana, and there was no way I could report the person to the police. <laughs> there was no yeah. lo- there's no law to protect you as a trans woman in Ghana, yes. Reporting the person to the police is like exposing myself or putting myself in a, in a position of ridicule by the law. The law rather made, make fun of me rather than protect me. Protect you. you. Mm. Yeah, that's the, I think that's one of the things I've Always. never told anybody. Not even my mother knows. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that because, again, there's a lot of people that can connect with you in so many ways in that. And you being proud enough and standing up and being a voice, we know we're able to make change in the world. One one person at a time. So, you know, sorry that you had to experience that. It's it's it, you know the, the ugliness of the world and the evilness of the world. But you know, you keep um, being that so golden and shining bright like you are because just talking about it is making change. Yes, um, and it's and and, 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 mm-hmm. and one funny thing I notice is guys who raise trans women do not regret it. They don't feel remorse. They don't. You don't even want to apologize. Mm. I don't know because when I I have heard from few trans women also who experience rape and. It's almost the same story as mine because the guys do not regret it. They don't feel remorse. They don't think they've done anything wrong to you, which is very wrong. So they should put them in jail and let them experience the same thing. A lot of black trans women in Africa, we experience it, but we can't speak about it because you can't tell anybody. Some are even gang raped by a lot of people, but they can't Mm. speak about it. They get sick, but nobody to help. Well, it starts somewhere, and it starts with you doing what you're doing now. So continue to be the voice. <laughs> continue, because, you know, it starts somewhere, and it starts with you right now. 
Um, so just two more quick questions and then we'll wrap up and get you back to the stage. So what, what's, what's your biggest stumbling block that you've encountered on your journey with your work and how did you overcome it? Biggest what? Your biggest stumbling block. Thing my biggest been stumbling in block. Mm-hmm. My biggest stumbling block? Biggest, <laughs> biggest wall that's been blocking you from moving forward and how did you overcome it? My biggest, okay, my biggest wall was um, believing in myself. Mm. Be- believing I was beautiful, yes. I have never believed I was beautiful. Wow. Coming out as trans, I never saw myself beautiful. I've always had one reason to say I was ugly or because especially when I competed for my first international beauty pageant and didn't get, didn't get, didn't get to the top 10, I told myself it was because you were ugly. That's why you didn't get in the position. So because you're not beautiful enough, you've not done enough surgeries. So when I started competing for Miss Trans Global and I started winning awards and being, being one of the, always being one of the favorites to win, I realized there was something in me that I've not discovered. And I discovered it during the pageant. And that barrier is gone. Right now I'm ready to overtake the world and grab what is for me. Mm. Every trans woman out there listening to Beso right now, <laughs> if you don't if you if you if you haven't listened, we probably want to listen again. If you're going through, you know, stumbling back with your sexuality and being yourself and being free, Beso, you know, is her story is, is an inspiration. And hopefully you can be inspired by it. Um, and the last question is this. Ideally, what do you want to be the legacy for your work? When you pass away, when you leave this earth, you know, what do you want your legacy to be left um, for your work? I don't, I, I'm one person who don't like to think about passing away. I don't want to die. <laughs> I want to live forever. <laughs> forever, I get it, but when, trust yes. me. But when I, leave, when, when, I, when I leave this world, I want people to remember me for my good works. For being that first ever trans woman that came out of nowhere and became something that that woman who that trans woman who came out in africa despite the discrimination and created the way for young trans people to embrace themselves and find the courage to come out as trans women i want them to remember me for that Amen to that. And that's a great way to end it. Thank you so much. That's so golden, ladies and gentlemen. Second one up from Miss Trans Global. <laughs> yes. So please check her out. So tell us where to find you. If people want to go to your YouTube page, tell them where to find that and all the so that they want to look you up and be able to connect with you more after this. On YouTube, it's Talk with Vessel Golden. On YouTube, it's Talk with Vessel Golden. Instagram, Vessel Golden. Facebook, Vessel Golden. Vessel Golden everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Google me, baby. It's there. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Again, I know you're running to, you know, get back to interviews and all that good stuff. But thank you again for being a voice. Thank you for being a leader in the trans women community, especially across the borders, across the waters, you know, where your life's, your life's more at stake to be able to talk. And so thank you for being a voice and looking amazing and living your dreams. Continue to be an inspiration and continue to do everything that you're doing. Continue to keep going up, up, up further in the world so that the world knows your name, like you said. And um, this has been an awesome interview. Thank you again. This is uh, at Troy Weeks Music on everything. Troy W-E-E-K-E-S Music on everything. And this is Verse TV, y'all, at Verse TV. Check us out. This has been all the tea with Verse TV right here with your boy Troy Weeks Music. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please like, comment, and subscribe. We're also on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.